like to welcome you guys out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. We're here for lucky number 13. Super lucky. Hell yeah. So <laughs> in this episode, we've got, as per usual, at least recently, <laughs> we've got Fitzy boy. What's up, Fitz? Hello, hello. And how you doing? So good. And you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good too. And we've got Jake. Jeremy, once again, is a no-show. No show. So, oh. can we go into his medical status? Ooh. <laughs> I, I mean, sure. Let's see what happens. Let's, yeah, go ahead. So, so the reason Jeremy hasn't been on is because he is in the process of getting a medical procedure done. He's out of surgery, doing well, and he should actually be back next week. And we'll let him go into the finer details of that we won't spoil the surprise but we just want you to know jeremy that we love and support you in your in your decisions in life and uh we hope that you don't deeply deeply regret this decision that you've made because <laughs> it's only permanent <laughs> uh, this week we want to start off with a story it comes from san francisco San Francisco. Yeah, rice aroni. It's San Francisco treat. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> rice aroni is the San Francisco treat. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's stupid. All right. So San Fran police chief sends officers back to training school after standing down during burglary. When you hear training school, what do you think? Training school. That's like... Like kindergarten. Yeah, day. right? It makes me think of like training wheels on a bicycle. Yeah. You got to put your training wheels back on, right? Which is uh, unfortunate. But you know what? Maybe they need, needed the uh, the extra training, right? <laughs> so uh, I'll give you guys a brief rundown. Officers responded to 911 calls about break-ins at San Francisco business were caught on video standing down as several suspects were inside the store removing merchandise before leaving the scene in a getaway car. Uh, the video shows the officers watching the suspects burglarizing a cannabis dispensary late last year. And in quotations, this is from the chief of police of San Fran, Chief Bill Scott. Discipline and punishment is one thing. I think that what we all want is a change of behavior. When they don't do their jobs, I have to address the issue. Mm -hmm. All right. Scott said the episode revealed things that could have been done differently and that retraining was appropriate. What happened in the initial training would lead these officers to do what they did. Right. I'm going to tell you, when I sum up this whole story, you're going to understand why they did what they did. You'll understand it because the chief basically throws himself under the bus, not knowing that he had done it, unwittingly throws himself under the bus. Scott said when a crime is taking place, police are trained to find a safe position and try to stop the perpetrator by shouting commands. What do these guys do? They sat in a safe position there and, and the dude commands that, yeah, the dudes burglarized the store and then mm -hmm. took off. Yeah. Then he goes on to say, Scott said, however, that cannabis dispensary burglaries can be very dangerous and unpredictable because the suspects could be armed. Right. So what retraining did you give your officers to shout louder? Shout more meaner words. Use, yeah. use your polite voice. Well, they probably don't want that. Sir, please, will you yeah. please not break the law like anymore? Beg them, beg them, right? Please, on your knees. <laughs> I'm down <laughs> on my knees, begging you, please, <laughs> give up. I was going to say, kill me. <laughs> I want to die, put a bullet in my head. You know that show? Uh, that's an actual show? I yeah, thought you were just wedding, making words wedding up. Wedding singer. Oh, no. Wedding, 
What it's a, yeah, I've never seen that. It's a great one. It really is. It's a, it's a good show. Sounds like it. We should have movie night and watch that one. That's a good one. I told you we should have movie night, or rather movie review night. But, but either go? either way, the the way that that whole thing goes down just baffles me, right? And I think there's there's some missing pieces in there that we don't have the whole story. Sure. But And if they're being trained to just yell commands and hope for compliance, that's... That's kind of silly. At some point, you have to put on you have to your big boy pants and right. you have to go do some police work. You have to go do some some goon work. Well, obviously, they didn't surround the building. They didn't mm-hmm. surround the business. And they didn't al- not allow them to get away well, they, the getaway they car. they let the getaway car go. That's what like, I'm saying. How do you not? <laughs> so I don't understand. That's that's a point of retraining. So did the officers necessarily do anything wrong in regards to like sitting there and watching these guys? Maybe they were worried they had guns. Maybe they were. So get your position advantage. Set your perimeter up around the building. Yeah. And then don't allow them to run away to the getaway car. Have your people in place so when they exit, you can interdict, right? Yeah. They don't yep. talk about that at all. The people are pissed off that they're allowing the place to get burglarized. If there's not a safe way to get into the building, yeah. like, sure, that, that could be a mitigating factor as to why we're not going to go in. There's sure. a, a bunch of things. A bunch of them, right? That. However, if you're going to come out with said stolen merchandise and then watch them get into a getaway vehicle and then watch them drive away. Yeah. That's a little bit ridiculous. It's absurd. That's a lot of bit ridiculous. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Right? In our state, that's a felony, right? Because now you're committing a felony. You're mm-hmm. you're attempting to flee the scene, you know, after committing a felony. So yeah, we're gonna challenge you. We're gonna we're gonna draw guns on you. We're damn sure not gonna let you drive away in a getaway car. Like <laughs> But the things that they're pointing to don't really paint a good picture for the rest of everybody. If you break right. this down like we have just now, it's like, is it bad that the people are stealing stuff? For sure. But if you set up your containment and then stop Properly. them as they're coming out, yeah. you don't lose your yeah, shit. It's stopped. Yeah, you got it. And you, you get it all minimized back. your officer exposure and you caught the bad guys. Right. So that's the, that's where I see the, the problem with sure. what happened, right? But they don't elaborate. People are just pissed off in the in the article. How could they allow them to commit a burglary? It's not necessarily the fact they committed the burglary. It's the fact they didn't apprehend the suspects. The chief at the end there is saying that when a crime is taking place, police are trained to find a safe position and try to stop the perpetrator by shouting commands. Sometimes, sometimes we do that, but to paint it with a broad brush. Right. That we're just going to show up, find a position of safety, and then call and out just start commands. Yelling stuff. That's that's ridiculous. Sir, please use your blinker when you get away from the curb. Thank you. <laughs> like what the heck? It's so dumb. And then also this last part that I want to talk about. It says cannabis burglaries can be very dangerous and unpredictable because the suspects could be armed. Right. Anybody who has been a cop longer than five seconds understands that every call you go on, you have to assume that the person you're dealing with has a gun or is armed Mm -hmm. you have to assume that you can't assume that somebody doesn't have a gun because the moment you assume somebody doesn't have a weapon is the moment they're going to produce that weapon and fuck your life up shoot you in the face right just like adam sandler says exactly so you can't assume the type of call is going to dictate exactly what your response is going to be every time you can't do that you're setting yourself up for failure if you do that cannabis burglaries can be dangerous because they might have guns well Guess what? You go on a DV, could be dangerous because they have guns. Yeah. But you've got to get there and you've got to interdict. Yeah. You know, you a just, husband and wife you can't are just fighting? get from a position of advantage and then start yelling. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You show up on the DV, you knock on the door, they open the door up or whatever, and then instead of like fighting, like, hey, you two, stop, stop, stop fighting. Oh, don't, don't stop. kick, don't, no, no, don't, don't do that again. Exactly. That's just ass nine. And I don't want that to become a norm. That would be terrible. Think about if, right. if all of your police departments thought this way right here. Just to, to shed some light on that from our perspective, that is not right. That is wrong. 
It's not how we conduct business where we're from. No. Oh, San Francisco. Riceroni, baby. <laughs> See, I'm Asian. We prefer real rice. Mm-hmm. So leading up into that, talking about our overall topic of the episode, I want to talk about uh, the defunding of the police movement we had back in 2020. This was, you know, moved on into 21. And recently, magically, in 22, all of a sudden these people who were defunding the police are now proponents of funding the police here in 22. So I want to talk about the defunding the police and what the ramifications now are. Now they're trying to fund back the police. In 2020, there was a large movement that occurred uh, after the George Floyd death in Minneapolis. A large organization known as Black Lives Matter, along with other organizations, put together huge campaigns to defund the police. And there were riots across the nation in many major cities. When you look at a major city, it pretty much had a riot, right? Yeah. Yep. Billions of dollars in damages that happen across the nation. Many, many officer casualties. By that I mean like injuries and whatnot. Many deaths that happen to regular citizens and civilians due to these riotous individuals. And after that, a wave of defund the police occurred. And we had major metropolitan cities who defunded their police forces millions upon millions of dollars. Ooh. We've done we've done some research on this. Uh, Fitzy Boys pulled up some info on this. I kind of wanted to show some of these major cities uh, that defunded their police, how much they defunded their police, and then the ramifications that occurred due to defunding their police. Share some anecdotal stories from our own um, perspectives about refunding and how difficult it is to try to get back what you've lost because you've defunded or you've had these influences um, on your police department and now... The community in whole doesn't, you know, I mean, people don't want to join back the police departments because they've seen what the politicians and the people have called for. Right. Like, that doesn't inspire confidence. Right. And people wanting to become cops in these places. Break this down for us. We've got a, according to a Forbes report, um, at least, well, so the 13 of the largest cities that defunded their police departments, um, New York City, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco, Atlanta, Minneapolis, Seattle, Salt Lake City, Portland, Oregon, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, Norman, Oklahoma, and Austin, Texas. According to Forbes, the the funding cuts ranged anywhere from a, a $1 billion in New York City to that's That is a ridiculous amount of a money. A billion dollars? Three and a half million dollars in Seattle. And then some of the smaller cities like Norman, Oklahoma, $850,000. Still, that's a um, low. Yeah. Those are those are some of the big ones. But, I mean, we, we hear a lot of stories out of all these cities. New York City, you know, loses a, a huge amount of their police force. Same Do they thing say with, how many people quit? No, I, I couldn't find specifics. If if I looked it up a little bit longer, I bet I could. So just from what I recall, New York City had an unprecedented amount of people retire. Yeah. During 2020. Yeah. Unprecedented. More than, yeah, more than what they normally see Dudes per who were year. Like probably content in their jobs, yeah. happy doing what they're doing in 2019. And then all this shit started coming down in 2020. Right. All this backlash and this like anti-cop sentiment. Mm-hmm. So they saw this anti-cop sentiment being propagated by the mainstream media. Yeah. It was the front of everything. It gets ratings. Of course. You yeah. boil it That's down, what they're about. They want to get their- It gets ratings. Yep. Whether they believe it or not, it gets ratings, right? Yeah. Minneapolis lost so many police officers that they couldn't handle their own their own calls. 
And so they started asking surrounding cities and counties and agencies for help. Uh-huh. And several of these cities and, you know, several of these agencies and departments flat out said, nope. Yeah. We saw what you guys did to yeah. your department and your officers. Why are we going to subject Why our people you? to that? So, no, you're you're on your own. You defunded. So, you know, figure it out yourself. Get, get your social workers out there. How big is Minneapolis Police Department? How many cops, sworn cops are there? What? In May of 2020, the department says they had 834 officers on the force. Now they are down to 653. It says that more than 300 officers have taken medical leave or retired since early 2020. Yeah, that's... 300 cops. That's not surprising. 300 out of 834. Yeah. If you looked at the numbers across the major cities, if you look at that, I bet you money, the percentage of cops who quit or retired or whatever is probably relatively similar across the board. Yeah. Because guys don't want to deal with the bullshit. Most of these agencies, there's documented incidents. As soon as they started to defund these police departments, they start reallocating these funds into other programs. Crime all of a sudden in these areas just goes through the roof. According to the FBI's... This is FBI statistics. Yeah, Uniform Crime Report. So they right. released this. This is for 2020. <laughs> Aggravated assaults in America rose by an estimated 12.4%, while the murder rate increased by a staggering 29.4%. Twenty Calendar year 2020. Like this is year over year. Yes. From the previous year. From je- Yes. The single largest year over year increase on record between ag assault and murder. That was 2020 was the largest. And this, according is, to the this FBI. is during a time when supposedly America was on lockdown. Yes. There were, uh, what was it, three months? Three to four months. They March, April, and May when they were on lockdown, or when we were on lockdown, right. rather. They so I and was, then it, it brings I was up lockdown, <laughs> motherfucker. I was out there doing the shit. No, I'm, I'm, we're essential. Remember, we're essential. we were essential. <laughs> we were essential along with all the places I went to eat, like McDonald's, Burger King, <laughs> yes. dude. Essential. <laughs> so and then it, it goes into some specifics. So Milwaukee set an all-time record with 189 homicides which smashed their previous record which was set in 1991 by a full 14% and then a month later Milwaukee's amazing mayor at the time I don't know if he still is Tom Barrett proposed cutting 120 police officer positions from his 2021 police budget so you've got you've got record number of homicides and your answer is to cut police officers Holy that crap. sounds fantastic 70.5% increase in homicides in Wisconsin. Portland saw 530% increase in its homicide rate. Austin, Texas. Hold on. What? 530. You didn't hear that? Okay. Hold on. They they know shit had uh, they had an increase of 530%. I when I, it, I knew it was high. Yes. But so I read just, I read an article last well, year about it. So you had five times the amount of homicides. Yes. Five times the amount of homicides yes. in Portland year over year. And what is the difference that happened? Well, it's what happens when you defund police departments. Exactly. That's the common yeah. underlying issue they've got there. Well, and then you've got you've got Austin, Texas. They saw a 74% rise. Do you remember what, their, what they uh, cut on their funding? $150 million. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a lot. It says, in Austin, elected officials cut millions from the police department budget last year and then refunded the department this year. Wow. Well, weird. Why? Now the residents in the city are deciding if they want to hire more cops. That's. I feel like that's an easy answer. Well, if they saw the year-over-year increase in crime, yeah. it would be evident you need more cops. Yes. Right? Yep. It's interesting to see the defunding and how much they defunded yeah. and then seeing the crime spikes that happen mm-hmm. in these areas. Uh, New York City's homicide rate was uh, 56% higher. Chicago's rose by 54%. 
Holy shit. Think about it in Chicago. <laughs> Think about Chicago. Didn't they have like one of the highest homicide rates already? Oops. Atlanta Atlanta had 99 homicides in 2019. In 2020 they had 157 and they were one of, they were one of the cities that cut theirs. Minneapolis homicides increased 60% in 2020. Many crimes left unresolved because there are fewer police detectives and other resources to work the cases. So, and it's so bad that the city's residents filed a lawsuit against the city council to restore police funding. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about abolishing the police department completely. That yeah, that Remember was that? that was the one. They talked about abolishing the police department. Getting rid of it completely. <sighs> Can you imagine? Well, obviously they tried to imagine it and it ended up poorly. Yeah, so they they proposed to replace the city's police department with a department of public safety. Whatever what does that, that mean? whatever that entailed, I have no idea. They don't go into detail about it. I'm sure it would be all about equity as opposed to equality. Equity. Equality and outcome. So this this study by the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, it doesn't say which 10 departments they look at, but they say they looked into police memberships and activity across 10 departments in major cities from June 1st of 2020 to April 30th of 2021. The research showed an 18% increase in overall voluntary law enforcement departures. 18% increase. 18% increase of officers leaving above the norm. Yes, above the norm. Wow. And that included a 24% increase in voluntary resignations and a 14% increase in voluntary retirement. So kind of what you were talking about earlier with the retirements. bro. That's a big one. Yeah. That's something that did not happen back when I was a newer guy. Yeah. It was very rare to see somebody leave this profession altogether. Yeah, Yeah, they did not just leave outright. You would see some guys... Hopping over to a different department. Sure. Uh, to see guys leave law enforcement mm-hmm. entirely was kind of... It was rare. I was like a unicorn, bro. Didn't really happen. You didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So now let's get over into the funding, right? The the refunding of police. The governments of City these, councils. Yeah, these and governments of councils. these certain cities and counties that are talking about refunding the police departments. A lot of these places... After defunding the police, flip 180 and they go and refund the police, some of them fully, mm-hmm. reinstituted every money that they took away initially and refunded it completely back. Yeah, so there's a few. So there's Chicago. Chicago cut their budget by $59 million. So the same mayor, so that was 2021. Oh, so in 20- Lightfoot. Yeah, so 2020 they propose it. 2021, it goes active. So in 2021, they cut $59 million in funding for the country's second largest police force in the third largest city in the in, uh, the United States. Her 2022 budget, however, announced that she would like to increase police spending in Chicago from uh, what it currently is at $1.7 billion to $1.9 billion. So she cuts $59 million in 2021 and, and now wants million. to add $200 million to the bill. They did it. To appease a riotous mass of uh-huh. the minority of people wanted to defund the police. A mm-hmm. loud minority. The majority of people don't want to defund the police. Yeah. But they kowtowed to these people who wanted to defund the police, and so they defunded these agencies. Okay, and they say, well, the next year we're going to, I'm sure they said in the back of their minds, we'll defund them right now. Appease right. these people who are clamoring for defunding the police. Yep. And then next year, 
we'll just refund them double. And nobody's saying boo about that. Yeah, yeah, you got more money. The problem is the the effects of defunding your police department yeah. are more than just money. To specifically go to that point, New York City has a $6 billion budget. In 2021, they were reduced down to $5.2 billion. Okay, so $800 million. Yeah, so $800 million lost. In June, so six months into the, the year, they see a 22% rise in crime in may compared to the same month a year earlier okay so six months is it's a 22 percent crime increase and they vote to give back 200 million dollars like almost immediately back to the police department so they cut 800 million and put back 200 million within six months within six months yeah and you said a 22 percent crime increase yeah that's the effect that defund has you look at these agencies that are refunding their police the problem is you've lost 14% who just flat out retired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 14%, 14% retired, flat out 24%, retired, 24% uh, just decided resigned, to go yeah. to a different... Yeah, left it all together. They just left police work all together. How long does it take to train somebody to become a cop across yeah. all spectrums of all police yep. departments? It's about a year to get somebody out on the street on their own. About a year. But now, not only that, how do you compare a one-year officer to a five-year officer? Right. Compared to a 10-year officer, compared to a 20-year officer. Mm -hmm. Big differences, right? And the abilities those guys have. The institutional knowledge that you're losing by having guys flat out quit the police department. So that's what happens. You defund, people quit or go elsewhere or yep. retire. And then you say, okay, let's refund them. We refund the police department and they say, right. cool, go out there and hire new guys. Maybe you can. Sure. A lot of these agencies are having problems rehiring people at all. Yeah. But let's say you can, let's say you have a class of 50 or whatever. You want to rehire 50 people, 100 people, whatever. Out of those 50 people, let's say all of them make it, all of them get out on the streets and start working. So now you've got 50 to 100 new people out there on the streets. How do they compare to the 50 or 100 people you lost? They don't. They don't. They cannot. Not and that they're not good not, fucking yeah, cops or exactly. won't be eventually, but you've lost all of that institutional knowledge. Yes. They can't train people. They don't know how to truly handle calls. They don't know how to conflict resolve. They don't know any of this stuff, mm -hmm. which these other guys who have quit or retired knew how to do They've because they grew up years. in the system. They've yeah. been doing it. Right. That's the that's the problem that, you, that people aren't aware of necessarily when you defund and refund. You see all of these people leaving the profession entirely. And then the people who want to hire on the profession, maybe they aren't as good. Maybe they are just as good. Sure. Let's just let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Say they're yeah. just as good. Problem is they don't have the twenty years of experience. Just like in any profession. Would you rather have a doctor who's been a doctor for a year or a doctor who's been a doctor for twenty years? I'm gonna choose the twenty year doctor every time. Absolutely. Because he's gonna freaking have, you know, the anecdotal knowledge that he's experienced mm -hmm. himself. Yep. You know, as opposed to oh, I've been in school and been trained, blah, right. blah, blah. You have actual physical hands on experience. Right. That's the big freaking problem with this whole defund refund. Right. Yeah, and I and I see it, and I think you see it. We see it. You're a trainer. You train yeah. guys. You train uh -huh. new guys. Yeah. You see it every single day. The difference between a brand new guy and a guy who's a veteran officer. Oh, 100 percent. It's 100 percent. And I'm not trying to disparage new guys. It's just there is an absolute difference. 
Right. When I was a new guy, bro, I didn't compare to a freaking 20-year vet. Heck no. Or even a five-year guy. No, or a three-year guy. Yeah, or, you just you know? don't. Anybody that's listening to this that's a newer cop or anything, don't take this as us bashing you. That's no. not at all what it is. We're simply saying that hiring on all these new bodies doesn't compare to retaining Mm-mm. your knowledgeable guys, your guys that have tenure, that have all that experience, your veterans, keeping those guys on. Yeah, you're going to lose some every year. That that just happens. Yeah, exactly. People lose interest or they want to go to a different department for or whatever reason retire. or they retire. Done. You're going to have turnover every year. Yeah. But when you have something like 300, 300 guys, 300 retire, in a year, like that's, how do you come back from that? You can't. That is so hard. That's going to take years. You see the evidence in the crime spike. You see the evidence in the crime spike. And you see that across the nation. Across the nation, you've seen a surge in violent crime. And to see, like, what's the correlation here? Guys getting out of the police departments. Police departments not having as many bodies on the streets. And you now have a spike in violent crime. Sure. That, I think, is absolutely causation. Well, and then to, to take a little spin to it to that as well is while you're being defunded your police department the officers that are out there actually fighting crime and doing all the good stuff they're going to be restricted in what they can do right so now what what was oh, yeah, normal I, I agree with that 100 yeah. you what see was, guys that are now like the guys who are yes. still working are feeling handcuffed yes because their administrations are now taking action saying we don't want to have this next george floyd on our right. hands so guys you know be less hands-on yeah be less proactive right Make sure well, you're not then, using force. And then agencies across the country use the term de-escalation, right? And I think we talked about de-escalation we a little bit in, an, a earlier ep- in sure. an early episode. But, yeah. you know, sometimes, again... That's to, a hot button topic, de-escalation. Yes. It's it not really a isn't. new thing. We use de-escalation all the time. Our mere presence is... In, in some cases, a de-escalation. Absolutely. Tool. People say, oh, the cops are here. Hey, everyone, you know, blah, 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 Chill blah, the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's, a de- that's de-escalation. Yes. You know, so, but you have, you have all these cops and especially the newer ones that are coming into it and all they're hearing is de-escalation. All they're hearing is that you have all these, these officers now that are hesitant to use force, you know, so you have this criminal element that's now emboldened because they know that they have cops on their heels. They're going to be a little bit delayed to use any kind of force. They already know there's not as many cops mm-hmm. out there as it is. And mm-hmm. any type of minor negative interaction with the police department is potentially bad press for them yeah you know so now you have this criminal element that's super emboldened they feel you know essentially superhuman they can do whatever they want to and now you're seeing all these this increase in crime across the country so these are kind of like some of the the negative aspects we see from defund and then refunding the police if you guys have comments or questions or whatever about that segment right there hit us up hit us up on instagram or facebook and we can answer your questions or your comments about that we're happy to do that by no means am i saying that i know all or be all but if you guys have comments or anything about that please hit us up and let us know what you think about that we wanted to uh, do another segment has to do with you guys probably heard of this story uh this dude i don't know exactly how you say his name but i like to call him juicy smollier is it Juicy Smollier? I think it's Jesse Smollett. Nah, it's Juicy Smollier. Juicy. The juice is loose. The Juicy Mullet. A little backstory. I'm sure everybody knows the Juicy story. The Juicy Smollier story. Juicy. Juicy is, or was, an actor in Hollywood. And he claimed that he was physically attacked by two men wearing MAGA hats. MAGA, Make America Great Again, mm-hmm. Trump slogan, who put a rope around his neck poured bleach on him and shouted racial and homophobic slurs they assaulted him assaulted him shouted racial slurs and homophobic slurs because i guess he's gay before eventually yelling this is maga country 
That's what he claimed. So cops got out there and they and they investigated the incident. Well, it turns out it was a hoax. Yeah. Turns out he actually paid two dudes to assault him to put a rope around his neck. All this came out. The the two dudes who assaulted him actually testified against him, saying that they were paid by him to do this. So now he's going to his court proceedings. So hate crime hoaxer and disgraced actor Juicy Smollier has been sentenced on Thursday to 150 days in Cook County Jail, 30 months of probation, and to pay a restitution of $120,126 and a fine of $25,000. And I guess as he's getting wheeled out of the courtroom, Juicy screamed eight different times, I am not suicidal. I am innocent and I am not suicidal. If anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. So apparently he thinks he's going to get murked in jail. He thinks he's going to get Clinton. He thinks he's important enough to get Clinton. He thinks that for some reason he has so much bearing on everything that he's going to get freaking Epstein in jail. Right? Which is a bit of hubris. Yeah. I mean, you have to know some important shit to get Epstein. Like, you're not important. You're just an idiot. You're just an <laughs> asshole. So the dudes who actually committed this alleged assault against him were two Nigerian brothers. Yeah. Like they were friends of his. Friends of his and he, yeah, he's he saying that paid they, them he paid them to help him Yes. Put the whole thing commit together. Commit this hoax. Yeah. Right. When they finally got in touch with police, uh the Chicago PD said that they were more more than happy to give them all the details. They're like, they're like, we're not racist. We're not, we don't hate Trump. We're, we're not homophobes. Yeah. You know, this was not what he said it was going to be. And we're painted in this light. They're like, yeah. no, we're happy to give you they probably all thought it was the like an acting gig or something like that. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty satisfying to see that he got his just deserves, yeah. you know, 150 days for committing such a hoax. Like, I feel like that's pretty lenient still. Yeah. Right. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. I know that Black Lives Matter came out on his behalf asking for leniency on his behalf. BLM, who's been indicted, or I don't know if they've been charged or they've been accused of misappropriation of funds. No. See that? Yeah, can you believe all that? The, all the big houses yeah. that all the misappropriation BLM directors of funds. Are, are buying. So, when the whole thing came out, you know, he made his his little social media posts and everything like that after he reported everything to the police. Yeah. Um, a couple days later, people were calling into question his his story, his report, and he went out on social media and made a press release. And you know he's heartbroken that so many people don't believe him. And a couple weeks later, come to find out he orchestrated the whole yeah, thing. <laughs> exactly. It's like way to go, douchebag. Oh man. Yeah. What an idiot. What a douche. So, anyways, get what you get. Yeah, you got what you deserved. So. The point is to bring people together, exactly. not divide them. Exactly. That's what I think, too. Unless you're dividing teams for Red Rover. So that brings us to our next segment of the podcast, which is the Savage, Savage of, of the Week. The Week. Savage of the Week. This Savage of the Week comes out of Florida. I know Jake likes to make fun of Floridians, um, but this Dude, week... I love Florida. What are you talking <laughs> about, man? I love Florida. A lot of your opening when I, stories are Florida. I, I just, know. I think when it's I, hilarious. When I retire, I want to go to Florida. Oh, I'd love to retire in Florida. Two reasons. Weather's phenomenal and also crazy fucking stories. Yeah. I love the crazy stories. I want to be one of those crazy stories. Mm-hmm. I want to be the dude who like wrestles an alligator away from like a baby. The, the dog. The dog one. The one. The alligator jumped up and, and snatched the guy's dog. And like the 60 year old dude goes wading into the water, fights off an alligator and gets his dog back. That's pretty dope, bro. <laughs> That's your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think I could be a Floridian. And DeSantis is a dope ass motherfucker. Yes, I like yeah. that guy. Yeah. So DeSantis he's just cool. He's a straight savage too. DeSantis could be a savage, bro. 
Yeah. So so this one comes out of Florida. Um, this one goes to a Florida Highway Patrol trooper, Tony Shuck. I hope I'm saying her last name right. How do you spell it? Uh, it? S-C-H-U-C-K. Shuck? 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 Just do Shuck. He'll understand. Tony, reach out to us if you don't like it. If you want to have your name pronounced properly, reach out to the savages. We'll say it right. (laughs) So Tony's working a shift for a 10k that they have a veterans 10k of some sort a intoxicated female driving a bmw comes rolling down a street that's closed down that the, at the end of the street they have about seven thousand um, attendees so not necessarily the runners but people that are there for the event they i think they had some other charity things going on so this lady's dui she goes rolling down the street that she's not supposed to be at they have some other troopers that are blocking the road a good distance away from where all the people are gathered. Yeah. Um, they try to stop her. They try to flag her down, try to get her to, to stop and obviously go into a different road that they're supposed to detour onto. Um, she completely just blows past those officers or those troopers. Um, she flies past another set of troopers that are that have barricades in the road, goes through the barricades, and as she's coming down... You say rolling... She's wrong she's driving traveling. yeah she's Quickly. she's flying yeah in the video it looks like she's looks like she's going pretty 40 quick. 50 60 yeah she's flying well it's on the it's on the side of a highway so she's pretty close to highway speed yeah she's flying down that road and so of course the the troopers are all on the radio letting them know hey there's a bmw coming down it's it's coming in to the area where all these people are at well trooper shuck Tony, her, she's the last line of defense. She's the last person between this crazy BMW driver, allegedly intoxicated BMW driver, and all of these, you know, people that are there just trying to enjoy the, the citizens day. citizens gathered. Yeah. How many you say? 7,000? They estimated about 7,000 <laughs> people were there. Yeah, that's crazy. And so she, you, if you, if you look it up, they actually released the video a couple days ago. It's pretty cool. Where'd you find it on? Where can people um, go to look at it? So the one that I have pulled up is the Herald Tribune. So if you go to heraldtribune.com, they have the story and then they've got the videos is the first um, little icon that you can push. And it was published on March 7th. So she so she hears the radio traffic. And of course, being a diligent trooper, she jumps in the car and starts driving towards this lady. And in the video, you can see her start to slow down as she sees the BMW coming at her. And she slows down. She kind of Uh, turns a little bit to the left so she's blocking both of the lanes and the car is speeding right towards her and then at the last second it starts to turn towards the bmw's left so the way that tony's looking at it it would be her right tony starts to turn her car to the right to make sure that she can actually stop the car and it's just head on head on you hear her you hear her scream right before impact and it's just debris all over the place the pictures of her suv are completely destroyed um, the other BMW is completely destroyed. She, she suffered some pretty serious injuries. She was transported to, um, whatever the local hospital was out there. And in the story, they were saying that when they loaded up the trooper and they started to transport her to the hospital, it goes over, there was an overpass near where the, all the attendees were. And as they loaded her up and they kind of took her over there, like everyone kind of burst out cheering and everything. And she, she was super emotional about it, but yeah. So she, she takes on this BMW head on going, you know, near freeway speeds and just, you know, stops what could have been oh, horrific, dude, horrible, absolutely yeah. terrible situation. Imagine a vehicle so, traveling, you know, highway, freeway speeds yeah. into a crowd of 7,000 people. Yeah. You're going to, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of people, you know, dozens and dozens of yeah. casualties. Yep. So this trooper with her quick instincts and her disregard for self-preservation yep. 
puts herself in harm's way, yeah. steers her vehicle into the oncoming vehicle that had no, like, reckless abandon. Yeah. Right? This vehicle was going to plow over everybody, yep. and she takes it upon herself to make sure that this vehicle cannot harm yep. anybody. She puts herself yeah. between that the bad guy and the good people. Yeah. It's a I crazy love that that. video. That's awesome. Yeah. And you showed me that video. That car was traveling yeah. super quick. That had to yeah. hurt. So. I'm putting on every seatbelt in that car. Dude. Yeah. You're like, back the back seatbelts you're putting <laughs> yeah. on yourself and shit. <laughs> Every level of safety. You reach possible. for your POU helmet and put that shit yeah. on, dude. Oh, but there's there was no time. No, no, yeah, no, there's no time. But yeah, that's that's awesome. So Tony Shuck gets our Savage of the Week. Go check out the video; it's absolutely amazing. Congratulations, Savage of the Week. Reach out to us; I'll send you a free hoodie. Ooh, hoodies. if she reached out to us, I'd totally. Oh, send absolutely! Her. I'd send her some merch, bro. I hope the, she deserves I more hope than the that, Ukrainian but that's what sniper reaches out to us. Oh, that'd be <laughs> oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Any of our savages reach out to us, I will straight hook you up like you care. But it'll be fun. It'll be cool. You can yeah. you can support our merch. Yeah, that'd be and cool. By the way, y'all can support our merch. Just go to our website, domesticatedsavages.com. Pick up some merch. It's pretty dope. I'm wearing one of our hoodies right now. Looks good. Go there, and you can use our discount code Savage. That'll get you 20% off. So Savage. Hell yeah. Well, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Go ahead and share this with all your friends. That's a big thing. We want to push this out there to, all, to everybody who can. Tune in on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you want to look at. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Got to remember all these things. Plus YouTube, right? We got some shit YouTube. up on YouTube as well. Remember, stay savage. Bye. Love you long time. <laughs>